0: So today I want to talk about the right kind of faith, the right kind of faith. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. I want to start backwards. Next week I'll go back to verse 1, but this week I want to start in verse 6 because I was up in the East Coast and I just got backwards, timing and everything, amen? <laughs> that was a joke, <clears throat> Uh, Nobody laughed. Amen. Did I lose my sense of humor? Okay. All right. And so let's look at it. Verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And I, I love this verse because as much as I say I have faith, I really need something to motivate me. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, like I said, it's just crazy how this faith walk works. So he says here, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe, must believe, must believe That he is, hold on a minute, let me back up for a minute. And without faith, it is impossible to please who? That's one him. For he who comes to God must believe that, there's a he, that he is. And that he is a what? Of those who seek who? So faith is not really about me, but it's all about him. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, "Neighbor." The the right kind of faith, the right kind of faith. It's amazing because we've all heard the phrase, you must step out on faith. I think I've heard that most of my Christian life. But the question is, if I want to step out on faith, the question is, what type of faith? All through scripture, I did a concordance search and I was reading through the concordance and, and the concordance was giving me things like, and whenever I see the word faith, I would see like, Things like seeing faith, needing faith, uh, faith the size of a must. You've heard that before, right? Like the mustard seed is smaller than a salt grain. You know what I mean? Like, hold on a minute. What kind of faith is that? So I don't need large faith. I need little faith. So then I said, well, if I need little faith, then, you know, what is big faith? And so... You know, So it's kind of confusing to me at times because I think we've gotten this thing kind of messed up. And so today what I want to do is I want to show you six types. Three is on the negative side and three is on the positive side. Faith is something that we all need. I believe that it's the main ingredient for going for it. When I say going for it, I'm talking about whatever, wherever you are today in your life, if you're stuck, there's there's a definite reason why. And, And you may say, well, I believe in God. That's a different kind of faith, right? So I saw that faith too. I'm like, okay, that's that believing faith, that saving faith, right? But after you've saved, now we need faith. But faith is, it's, 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 the Bible says it's like a mustard seed, but I still can't find it at times. Come on, anybody with me? You know, I, I mean, apart from security and assurance, and last week I talked about trusting. But, but it's crazy because sometimes when I think about how, how strong is my faith, Right, and then I then I looked at the object of my faith, and then when I looked at Hebrews here, you know, Hebrews start off, and and, and Hebrews is a powerful book because it, you know the Hebrew writer. First of all, they don't know who the writer is. They question who the writer. Is. Some say it's Paul, some say it's somebody else. But but either way, the point is the book itself and this chapter eleven. It's what's called the hall of faith. You with me? The hall of faith. So when you walk down the halls of Hebrews 11, on the walls, you'll see different testimonies of people who went before us and how they walked by faith. Some of it is kind of crazy. 'Cause I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do that. Sure, I don't know if I can suffer like that, you know. I really want to go to that next level in my Christian life, but I understand and I really want to go for it, and I want to do some things, but I realize that, that that even when I've stepped out and I trust, my faith starts shaking. I start thinking again. In my natural mind. My natural mind starts playing tricks on me because I'm like, hold on now, God, I did and then I start talking to God like that. Now hold on now, I did I did this for you. You know, I try you know, I try to reason with him like, you know, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> so so come on now. If I'm doing this for you and I'm walking by faith, why you why is all this happening to me? You know, you ever been there? I mean, am I by myself? Let's just talk together today, right? So, so I'm, I started to say, there's got to be some, the type of faith that I carry with me is really important. Because a lot of us have faith. I can prove it to you. When you walked into this building today, right? You didn't look at the chair and say, oh, well, let me see if the screws are still in, and let me see if the back is still in. No, you just walked in. And you sat down. You didn't sit down. You sat down. I'm back down south now. You know, if I was up in Boston, I'd say you sat down. You know what I mean? But the point point is, you had enough faith in this chair. Lord. But the thing is, it's like with God, right? It's like we question. We, you know, we're like, we like, okay, so you real, are you, I mean, come on now, you know, I mean, you know, (laughs) because we we're basing it, not just on his character, but we're trying to base our faith on what we can actually see. And, and anything that you can see is not really faith, not faith, right? So in, in chapter one. In chapter 11, verse 1, we see what what we have here. We see the definition of faith, which I'll deal with that next week. I wanted to deal with the definition first, but I said, nah, I'm going to go backwards. Right? So watch this. So the definition of faith. Look at verse 1 for me. Put verse 1 on the screen for me. He says, in verse 1, he says, now faith is the assurance, not insurance, Not blue cross and blue shield. Not Cigna. But assurance. I'm going to deal with that next week. Assurance of things. What? So faith is really about hope. Think about that for a minute. Like I'm hoping to get a new car. right? I'm hoping to get this job. I'm hoping to. You know find the person to spend the rest of my life with and we don't have to argue all the time and stuff like that. i'm hoping in the for these things right amen (laughs) but you're gonna argue by the way he says and he says for the what for and for the what the conviction of things what not seen now I'm, i'm saying to myself wow faith is like okay hope assurance and what conviction now 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 here's the thing That word conviction means proof. But how can I believe in something I don't see it, but I still have proof? Faith is real complicated, y'all. I mean, I'm just saying, right? So I'm saying, it's a little complicated to me. But then I go on, it says, for by it, by what? By faith. Men of old gain what? So... From verses 2 to verse 5, you may want to write this down. So the first verse 1, we see the definition of faith. Now in verses 2, from verses 2 to verse 5, we see what's called the demonstration of faith. The demonstration of faith or what I call the hall of faith. So here it is. He says, by faith, we understand. That the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are what? Visible. In other words, he's saying like what you see wasn't made out of material things. It was made by the by the spoken word of God. God said, let there be light and there was light. God says he breathed into the nostrils of man. Boom. The fish of the air, the birds and all that fish and the birds and all these things God created with a word. So, so I'm realizing that faith has to do a lot with the way I talk. Hello, somebody. Amen. God spoke and it came to pass, but, but listen, sometimes the way we talk can tell us and give us an indicator of our faith. Lord have mercy. Because he says, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are what? Visible. Think about this for a minute. When Nike began, it began as a thought. When Amazon began, when Chick-fil-A and, you know, all these big brands, it began as a what? What? Amen. Just a thought. Just like, okay, I'm going for it. God has put something inside of you. I'm talking about a major, multi, multi billion, trillion dollar idea. But you won't do it because you can't think that far. Because you don't believe you can do it. Like, like, it's in you. But everything that God, everything that has to do with God has to be, has to be done by Faith, but things that are not seen but spoken and then believed. You with me? So, in the hall of faith, the first person in the hall of faith, in verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel, what did he do? He offered what? A better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying, God was testifying about His gifts, and through faith, though He's dead. Hmm. So I'm I'm figuring it out like this that faith has to do a lot with me going for it. And, and here's the thing: giving it my best, giving God my best. Believing in God. I'm going to get there in a minute. Believing in God so much so that I'm not going to allow anything else around me to stop me from believing that what I'm getting ready to do, God has approved it. Come on, help me somebody. Like I'm doing this thing, right? He says so that when I die, my faith still lives on. In my children. In my great-grandchildren, my grandchildren. Listen, it's bigger than you. So here's the thing. A lot of us are leaving. A lot of us are not leaving an inheritance to our children. We're leaving them with debt. Lord have mercy. We don't think inheritance. You know what I mean? We're, We're thinking living for today. And anything you do for God or anything you attempt to do in this life by faith, you have to stop thinking about today and think about your future. Why did Cain bring his best offering to God? Why did Abel bring his best offering to God, right? Because he believed in God. And oftentimes we believe in God only up until things get bad. Then we go, come on y'all, come on, help me somebody. You know that's how you do it. And you're trying to break, you've been, how many have been trying to break that cycle? Y'all don't want to put y'all shame Not me, I'm good. <laughs> Amen. Look what he says next, verse 5, he said, By faith Enoch was taken up, raptured, so that he would not see what? Death. By faith now. He was not found because God took him up. He, for he obtained, what? The witness that before that before his being taken up. So I, I'm seeing something. I'm seeing a cycle here. That, and I want to go through these halls. But I'm going to go down the hall next week probably. Watch this. Watch this. Abel, first of all, was his offering. What he presented to God by faith. You know why I... Well, let me just say this. I'm thinking, right? If you really want to see if you have faith, check your checkbook. Or your bank statement. I find it interesting because, watch this. Abel, Cain just brought anything to God like, there it is. Abel's like, God, I love you. And I realize that everything I have right now, you gave it to me. And so because you gave me everything, God, what can I really give to you? So I'm going to give you my best. So if you're going to walk by faith, you got to be able to give God your best. Are you with me? Your what? Your best. But watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says about, about Enoch. Enoch was such a righteous man. He walked his way off the earth. <laughs> they never found him again. He left home one day and they never found him. He was the first person to be raptured up. He walked with God. And I'm trying to help somebody with something. You ready for this? Write this down somewhere. If you're going to walk by faith, you're going to walk with God. And not only must you walk with God, but you must walk in such a way where you're doing everything in your power. You ready for this? Look at the last part of the verse. To what? Please God. Amen. Do you not know that faith pleases him? God doesn't want much from us, but God wants this from us. He wants you to say, I have faith in you and in nobody else. I don't have faith in the in, in the job. I don't have faith in, in, in whatever it is that you're placing your 100% faith in right now. It's time for a redirection. Because I believe that our faith is in everything else. Hey. Amen. So if you're going to walk by faith, you must first make up in your heart, I'm going to give God my best. Secondly, I want to do this. I want to give God, I'm going to be what? Pleasing to God, but I also have to learn how to walk with God by faith. Now, here's the thing: if you walk with God by faith, you can't have you can't dictate the walk. Let me see what time I got. Okay, you, you hear what I said? You can't dictate the walk. So I'm going to bring you to my points now. Watch this. Oh Lord, y'all making me work today. Look at verse six. He says, so, uh oh, and without faith, right? Okay. Abel walked, Abel gave God his best gift. Enoch walked, see, Enoch walked with God giving a testimony, right? And then he tucks away in verse 5 now, he says, and without faith. I'm not going to get to the impossible part yet. So I talked about, I told you I want to talk about six different types of faith, right? So the first type of faith that you have to ask, so hold on, don't put it up yet. Get it, get it, get it off the screen. Look at this. Now, I want you Now, let me say this. I want you to evaluate yourself against what I'm about to show you. Because he says, first of all, he says, and without faith. Right? Now, each one of these looks like faith. Get it? Like, like we all have faith. It looks like the right kind of faith. But you have to ask yourself a question for yourself. Is it the right faith? Is it the faith that you need to please God? You with me? So the first type is what? Blind faith. Now here's the thing about blind faith, okay? Blind faith is like this. I'm going to do this. I don't need no, you know... I don't need nobody else. You know, I'm cool. I, I, I got faith. I'm doing this. I'm going for it, right? Blind faith. But, the, but the thing about blind faith, it almost looks like the real faith, but watch what happens with blind faith. You have no direction. You can't see where you're going. That's why when you give, you doubt. When you step out to do something, in the back of your mind you're doing this thing, but you have you can't see anything. But it's faith. You're saying I'm doing this, but your your faith is blind. And what what happens when you have blind faith? You run into stuff. And watch this. And with blind faith, when you watch in this, when you run into stuff, guess what happens? you give up. Because you're like, okay, this is the end. Blind faith only uses their senses. Come on, help me somebody. But this faith, watch this, it never produces anything. Because you're not relying on God, you're relying on your. Is that rich? I think that's rich. Because I believe this is the reason why a lot of us are stuck. Because we're saying, man, I got faith. But you don't have the right type of faith. He says, and without faith, it is what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me say this. With blind faith, you can't see past today. But it looks like faith. Amen. You heard that? You you what? You can't, blind faith can't see past the day. You have enough faith to last you one day, 24 hours. Amen. And some of us are struggling right now because we got some blind faith. Amen. Watch this now. Watch this. He says, and without faith, it is impossible. So not only do you have blind, there's blind faith, but here's the next one. Barren faith. Now, do you know the impossibility of being barren? Having a child? Impossible. You can go to all the fertility doctors you want to. If you're barren, you're barren. And see a person who has barren faith just does enough and they never produce any fruit. In other words... You're just hanging out and there's nothing being produced. You're looking the part. I'll never forget, I got a job many years ago and I lied on my resume of what I could do. (laughs) Amen, it was an after-school program at the YMCA. Boy, I doctored up that resume, boy. They're like, man, you're great. I'm like, yeah, I'm great. And so after six weeks, they're like, well, we haven't seen anything. I said, well, I'm still working on it. <laughs> you know, you got to go out here and make connections. I was a community liaison. Six months went by. <laughs> I'm still collecting the check. Then they finally figured it out. <laughs> like, this dude here is barren. He ain't producing nothing. And guess what they did, y'all? They fired me. And I'm saying to some of us this morning, you have faith, but it's barren. And until, amen, you get out of that barrenness. Remember now, it looks like the real thing. All of these do. I got faith. I made it here today. Got faith. I gave a dollar in the offering today. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Come on, y'all. I did. I gave a dollar. I believe in my dollar. But watch this. But you got 20 in the other pocket. But you want your dollar to produce, but your giving is not producing. Your prayer is not producing. Your praise is not producing. Your Bible reading is not producing. Your church membership is not producing. What is going on with your faith? Tell your neighbor it's barren. It's not producing. I need some, I need some faith that will produce something. I thought trust was cold. Faith is colder than trust. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, without faith it's impossible to, to what? To do what? Now this is gonna mess you up right here. You ready? He says, without faith is impossible to what? To please. Him. Now, let me help you with something. Who are you really trying to please? Am I trying to impress people with things that I acquire? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Look at me now. Look at me now. I'm, I'm blessed. You ain't blessed. You're worried. You want people to call you blessed, but you're worried. Yeah. Yeah. Now, watch it. Now, this one is going to mess you up. You ready for this? I think I should stop right here. Watch what he said. So, what, what's the first one? What's the second one? Boy, you're going to love this one. Some of you are just like this. Three. Give me number three. Oh God, if you do this for me, I'ma do this for you. Oh God, if you just, if you just pay this rent this month, I'ma, I'ma, I'ma give you praise and I'ma give you glory and I'ma, woo Lord, I'ma just do, yeah, I'ma walk right God. I'ma stop being all over the place God. Bargaining faith. See, every day it's a deal. Let's make a deal. Every single day it's let's make a deal. You cannot please God with bargaining faith. Come on, y'all. This is the kind of faith says, God, if you do this, I'll do this. Come on, y'all. I thought blind faith was deep. I thought barren and barren faith, but bargaining faith is what we. Some of us. That's what we are, man. For real, y'all. We are just. We got. Listen. We got. We make so many promises. We listen. Listen. We lost count. And listen. And now you don't even feel bad about it. You just, Lord, if you just get me home, Lord, I promise. I, I, I'll be at church every Sunday. Lord, if you just, Lord, I, Lord, check this out, Lord. If you just let me make it through this week. I promise you, I'll tie it next week. <laughs> Come on, you can't let's make a deal with God every week. Faith is evidence, assurance, confidence, hope. But here I am bargaining with God. Isn't that what we do? He says you can't please Him like that. He said you 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 you, you are pleasing somebody, but not me. Because you always want to let's make a deal, and that's Kind of how we do our faith. That's why we got take backs. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? We say, okay, God. All right. (laughs) I know you're real. And I partly believe that. (laughs) But but if you get me through this, come on, y'all. Y'all forget half the promises that you've made already. And listen, and what you don't know. God never forgets anything. So you're wondering why stuff is turning out the way it is in your life right now. And you forgot way back in 1973, you told God, you made a deal with him. Lord have mercy. Some of you not that old. You back last week, you made a deal and God said, I'm here to collect. So let me ask you this. If God was to collect on all of the deals you made, And you know what's beautiful about God? He extends credit to you even though he know you got bad credit. Some of y'all ain't paid your debt yet. Your credit's so bad, your score is below zero, minus zero, 300-0. But, but listen, God said, you know what? All right. You know what? My grace is, my mercy is new every morning. I'm going to give you some new mercy this morning. See, the beauty about God is if He held us to our words, come on, y'all. Let's just, let's just talk for a minute. How many of you said things to God you ain't done it yet? You've been saying it. Tell your neighbor by faith, but not bargaining faith. Look what he says next. He says, and, um, mm is it possible to please him? He says, for he who comes to God, he who what? Comes to God. Now, so, so now those are the three not so good ones. Let me give you the three good ones. You ready? He says, not only bargaining faith, but he says, the next thing he says, you need is what? Bold faith. What, what does that really mean? bold faith. You know what? You can have a person, one of the most the greatest fears of most people is public speaking. Kind of like what I'm doing right now. I've watched people with degrees. I mean double, triple degrees. Get on the stage and they fold because of fear. But it takes boldness to stand. Come on, somebody. When you know you're scared, when you know that you're petrified, and some of us—that's how we face life. When we get on the stage every day, we're afraid. But our macho ness and our, you know, manness and all that kind—that's for the men. You know, you know, we 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 just yeah. But inside, we're scared. But see, you can't say you have faith and you don't have boldness. Because boldness pushes you past your limitations. It pushes you past your fear. Because fear is like kryptonite to faith. You hear what I said? And the moment that fear enters the picture, your faith dies. And you go back to bargaining. Or you go back to this blind faith. Or the barrenness of your faith, because your faith is not producing anything. But he says that when you come, first of all, you have to be bold enough to come to God. Bold enough to say, God, you know what? I believe you. I believe that what you began, the work you began in me, you will finish it. I'm bold enough to believe, God, that you said if I walk by faith and not by sight, there are rewards for the believer that walks by faith. But Lord, give me some boldness. You got to pray for boldness. Some of us need to change our language in our prayer time with God because oftentimes we're praying these weak prayers that does not line up with a powerful God. God, if, if. Ain't there's no if with God. There's God when you do it. God when you deliver me. God when you, hey, 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 I want to give up, but Lord, I need this boldness to face the devil. Amen. To look Goliath in the eye and say, you can't talk about my God. Some of us are getting ready to start new things in our lives and we're getting ready to get on new stages in our lives and we're going to different levels in our life. But we got to have the boldness to believe that God is going to take us through whatever obstacles may show up. Just because you did it doesn't mean it's not going to show up without trials. Are you with me? Bold faith. Bold faith does it in spite of. Bold faith says, I'm bold enough to do this because of who I know. I know him. Paul says, I want to know him. And the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to his image by the power of his resurrection. Listen, we have a resurrection power available to us, so we gotta be bold enough to tell the world that here we come. Tell your neighbor, here we come. Go for it. Gotta go for it. But you gotta do it with bold faith. I'm not saying be rude, I'm saying be bold. I'm talking about when Jeremiah, when Joshua was getting ready to take the place of Moses, right? Do you not know he was scared? He was so scared from chapter one to chapter seven, he God kept saying, Man, be strong, and courageous, man. <laughs> Why would he keep saying be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous? The reason why is because he was scared of the assignment. And a lot of us are afraid of the assignment. You kids are getting ready to go to high school. You're going to be scared when your first day of school because it's a new world to you. But you've got to have boldness to walk in that place and say that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus because God has put me where I am. Are you with me? And somebody here today, you're saying you've been leaving that job for about 15 years now. You ain't left yet. Are you comfortable? But you have potential. Listen, I believe there's a difference between those who are doing great things and those who are doing things. Just things. But you can do greater things because you know the God of the universe. There's a difference. And when you know the God of the universe, you can step out with boldness. Amen? Amen. Look what he says next though. He says, uh, when he come to God, he must believe. I'm sorry. When he comes to God, he must what? Believe. See, and I believe that this is the, this is the part right here that we struggle with. He says he must believe that he what? He is. is. I love those two words. You know what that is suggests? That he exists. (laughs) Come on, somebody. That number two, that there is, how many believe that there is a God? You have no doubts in your mind that there's a God. He says, you got to believe this. But see, there's a difference between worldly faith. Hello, somebody. I'm going to show you something. Not only do you need bold faith, but here's what you need. There's a difference. The world has faith. But the question is, where are you drawing your faith? Where are you finding out about faith? Uh-oh, uh-oh. You're sitting at home. Anyways. uh Biblical faith is different than any other faith there is. But here's the thing, boo, you don't read the Bible, so how can you really get biblical faith? That's why he went down the hall of faith and went back biblically all the way back to the first murder in the Bible. And then he moves to Enoch and then he works his way all the way down to Jesus. And what we really need is examples from the word of God that when Peter walked on water, that when when Jesus opened blind eyes, all through the scripture, when I look at the word faith in the concordance, I find out that the only reason that God was Jesus, when Jesus healed, it was by faith. And a lot of us are trying to find faith in positive thinking. Hello, somebody. In all of the positivities, there's no positivities about this life when when this world is under a curse. But when I go into the word of God and my faith is rooted in Jesus Christ. I have biblical faith, but I got to read my Bible. I always ask people, how much time do you spend in the word every week? Often, sometimes, or maybe. amen you hear what I said often sometimes or maybe (laughs) see when you get into the word that's how your faith is strengthened we need biblical faith so therefore we need the right blueprint and without the right blueprint come on y'all come on y'all the strategy for success is right there in the word he says he will be like a tree. What did he what, what how will he be like a tree? He said because he meditates on the word day and night. And you say well I don't have a bible you got a phone. Hello somebody. And I want to tell somebody something. You you got that phone, you got the bible app. And you can read the word wherever you go. But if you commit to every day, God, I want this faith that pastor's talking about because I'm tired of bargaining with you. I'm tired of being blind. I'm tired of being barren. Come on. Somebody got to get tired of that. It comes a time where you just got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again and coming out with the same results. And you're trying to figure out why I'm not moving forward. Hey, it's, it's having this biblical kind of faith. Amen. That number one, that there is a God. And when you step out on faith, you believe that he exists. Listen to this. The foundation of your faith is found in the word of God. That's what I'm preaching today. I'm not preaching Ideas. I'm not preaching what I think. I'm preaching the text. And the Bible says, what the Bible says, and listen, if you stand on God's word, I wish I had somebody. It's Listen, you could have went for it already. I'm not doing a new shirt now. Okay, should you should have went for it by now. But the reason why you haven't went for it yet, or by now, Is because of where your faith has been rooted. It's time for a transplant. I trust God. But when it comes down to my faith. Oh Lord. Watch this. Watch what he says next. He says and that he is. Again. He is. A what? Of those who what? Now, who diligently, I'm saying to myself, I got blind faith, barren faith, bargaining faith, bold faith, biblical faith. So what's the last thing that I need? And it's something special. And it's just for you. You ready? Give it to me. Believer's faith. And there's a difference between believer's faith and unbeliever's faith. The believer's faith can do this. Count it all joy. When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let him ask of who? God. But he started off by saying, brethren. And I want to say to somebody here today, as a believer in Jesus Christ, you have access to this faith. That the world has no access to. The believer's faith is for the believer. Oh, Lord have mercy. The believer's faith is not for the unbeliever, but it's for who? The believer. Can I tell you something? As a believer, you have grace and mercy. As a believer, you have, amen. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the church. You have prayer. You have ministering angels all around you. Come on, somebody. You have a God that can move mountains. You and I have the resources that we need. All we got to do is walk by faith. And the rewards for the believer surpasses anything that the world could ever give you. It's amazing. This is the type of faith. Amen. This type of faith, watch this, believer's faith is grounded in three things. You ready? The word of God. God and Jesus. You hear me? It's grounded in what? And Jesus is the word, so come on, somebody. So it's grounded in Jesus two times. (laughs) Amen. And so last night, the heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua was defeated by what everybody called a nobody. As a matter of fact, they call Andy Ruiz a potbelly boxer. When you look at Andy Ruiz, oh, there it is on the screen. He doesn't look like a boxer. He doesn't have the physique. Go to the next one. He doesn't have the physique of a boxer. But oh, he had a special kind of power. I wish I had somebody. Sugar Ray Leonard called him a potbelly. But at the end of the fight, he had to recant his words and apologize. And this is what he said. He said, You never judge a book by its cover because, amen. He says, Andy, I apologize. You see, our faith is like that. If you're not careful, you can have the wrong type of faith. And you can get into the ring for the next big championship of your life. And if you don't have the right kind of faith, come on somebody, you'll find out you can get knocked out. You see, you don't need blind faith. You don't need barren faith. You don't need bargaining faith to win the title. You need both faith. You need biblical faith. And you need the believer's faith. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. To his holy name.